hope everyone is having a great Friday, but now it's time to get vulnerable. Welcome back to Skinny Stories to Tell in the Dark. This week's episode, episode six might I add, how exciting, but the topic of the day will be how to cope and just coping in general. I got the inspiration from for this episode from some personal experiences that I kind of dealt with this weekend. I had some situations that left me stressed out and kind of feeling all the feels, so I myself had to figure out how to cope with them and I kind of went to one of my coping techniques that is not the healthiest, so I wanted to kind of do some research and figure out ways that I can better cope and it really just made me reflect and realize that I need to deal with certain things in my life better than I am right now and take care of myself better. So yeah, this episode is more informative. It includes a lot of research about unhealthy coping mechanisms and healthy coping mechanisms and just some tips for you guys as well as my personal experience because as much as this podcast my main goal is for it to be a very open and vulnerable honest discussion about mental health and things we deal with as young people in this world I don't want it to be just oh life sucks like what can I do I want to also provide you with the solutions to make life suck a little less So yeah, that's what we're gonna be discussing this week, but before we get into coping, I'm gonna give you my roses and thorns for the week, as well as just some life updates in general. So let's do the damn thing. This rose is kind of due to a little impulsive decision on my part, But my dad's reaction when he heard this decision when I called him last night, he said, maybe it's good that you're a little impulsive. (laughs) So my impulsive decision, I'll give you guys a little backstory. Try not to make this too long because you know me, I can go on those tangents. But in my class, what was it, yesterday? Yeah, yesterday was Monday. I found out that I had the next Monday off. And it was because of, I think it's Rosh Hashanah. Um, So the Monday and Tuesday next week are off from school. And one of my Wednesday classes also canceled. And I was really sad because since there was a long weekend and I literally have like a five day weekend basically, most people at FIT can go home because a lot of people just commute from New Jersey or like Long Island or upstate or something. So they can go home for the long weekend, see their family. And I miss my family. Like I haven't seen them in two months and I won't see them for two more months until Thanksgiving. So I was like, you know what? I'm gonna book a flight. And I went kind of back and forth about this just because, you know, it costs some money. But Omar convinced me, he was like, your family's priceless. And I was like, you know what, you're so right. So yeah, I'm going, but the best part of it all, I'm going home for Portland this weekend, but I'm surprising my family. My dad knows I had to tell, I was gonna surprise him because I feel like he would be pretty excited too. But I told him because I also need a way to get from the airport to my house in Portland. So yeah, I'm leaving here really early Friday morning. So I will get there in the morning in Portland because they are three hours behind. So that's kind of nice. And I'm there till Tuesday. So I get to see my family for five days and no one except my dad knows. So I'm super excited to surprise them. And fall in Portland and especially my neighborhood is so cute. Like my neighborhood is known for having really nice little walkways and fallen leaves and stuff like that. So I'm super hyped to go home. I went to the pumpkin patch this weekend. I'll actually talk about that in a minute. But I want to go to one in Portland too because, you know, a bitch loves the fall. We thrive in spooky season. So yeah, that's my roast for the week. I'm super excited. I have, today's Tuesday, so I have only three more nights till I get to go see my family and I really can't wait. Then my thorn for the week is mainly just that like me and some other people I know have been having a lot of anxiety lately. Like two weeks ago, I talked about anxiety in a whole episode, but I think I mentioned in that episode that like I mainly dealt with anxiety and panic attacks in high school. And in recent years, I've learned coping mechanisms and I just really didn't get them. But lately I've been getting a lot of panic attacks and anxiety for no reason and like having trouble breathing. And I really don't know what it 
it's due to, especially like people I'm close, close with in my life have been dealing with it as well. So that's kind of my thorn. So that's another reason why this week we're going to do an episode about coping. But as for my life updates in general, spooky season is in full swing other than the fact that it was like 91 degrees yesterday. Last weekend when I filmed my episode, I was so excited. Like it was finally cooling down and then now it's hot again this week. But I think after this weekend, it's going to cool down again. Also another benefit to going to Portland for the weekend, it's going to be 60 degrees there. So it will actually feel like fall. Pretty excited about that. But basically, um, it's kind of spooky season still because Omar and I went to the pumpkin patch upstate this weekend. We went to Harvest Moon Farm and Orchard. It was like two hours away. You take the metro north to Croton Falls and then it's like kind of across a highway from there. So you either like can drive for five minutes or you can walk for 40. So we were going to call an Uber, but then they had shuttles to the farm. So that was nice. But yeah, it was super cute. We got to go to a pumpkin patch. I bought a pumpkin. We had those apple cider donuts and apple cider in general and could look at the cute little farm store. But it was a great time. Loved going to the pumpkin patch. If you saw my Instagram at Haley Nimick, shameless self promo. Another life update is on Thursday, which is two days from now, I have an interview and I went to an information session last week because I am applying to do a London internship through FIT. They have a London internship program for AMC students, so it's just for a month in the summer from May through June, and you can live and work in London, and it would be great experience because I wanted an internship anyways, and then you also get to go abroad, and on the weekends you can travel to like different countries, so I think it would be so cool. I love going abroad. If you guys don't already know, I stayed with a host family for two weeks in France two years ago and I really want to go back and yeah I love learning new languages exploring different cultures it's super fun and yeah I just think it would be a great opportunity so hopefully I get accepted so my last life update kind of leads into this episode basically I was having a little bit of a mental breakdown on Sunday and my thing over the summer was when I would have a mental breakdown I would cut my hair because it kind of gives you that emotional release and it, you know you get that adrenaline when you chop it off but obviously I'm not a hairstylist but my hair was long and it was cute and I did my little dye job like a month ago and yeah I just chopped it to my shoulders it's not super short but I cut off a bunch of hair and like I'll probably post a picture somewhere or something but I was loving my hair and I wish I didn't do it and I regretted it and that was just I don't know I was just coping with the situation badly and making an impulse decision that wasn't a good one so that kind of had me reflect when a bunch of people were like that's not a good way to cope and then I realized that myself I was like okay I need to figure out better ways to cope and that was where the inspiration for doing an episode about coping this week came from so now with all that being said let's get into coping brief intermission while I take a sip of my spindrift. I wonder if this could be a little ASMR moment. Can you hear that? Okay. This episode is very all over the place, but it's fine. Excuse me. So I wanted to start off my discussion about coping with a definition. On trusty old Google, I found the definition that coping is the method. So I wanted to start out this episode about coping with an actual definition of coping itself in case you don't know what it is. And then after I read this more kind of, I don't know, like professional definition, I'll kind of do it in my own layman's terms. But coping is the methods a person uses to deal with stressful situations. These may help a person face a situation, take action, and be flexible and persistent in solving problems. So basically in my own definition, coping is just how we deal with stress in our lives, whether the stress be from anxiety, depression, 
other things going on in our lives like eating disorders OCD whatnot whatever things we deal with and it doesn't even have to be mental illness it could just be like when you're having a bad day or something like that but coping is just kind of how we deal with it and I think coping can be conscious or subconscious and maybe just habits you have that you don't even realize that are setting yourself up for failure or success with dealing with stressful situations so yeah I'm just gonna go into kind of my own experiences with it and then I'll tell you my tips but the three types of coping mechanisms that I found out while doing research, which is pretty interesting because once I go through the list of unhealthy and healthy coping mechanisms, you can kind of categorize these. So the three types are task-oriented coping, emotion-oriented, and avoidance-oriented. And task and emotion-oriented are the more, after reading all of the examples, that I believe they're kind of the more positive ways to cope. But avoidance-oriented overall is kind of a more negative method of coping, but there are some moments where using avoidance methods may be more useful. So as for my own experiences with coping, I kind of told you guys with my life updates that after cutting my hair, I kind of was like, okay, this is the last straw. I need to learn how to deal with life better than this. And I can't just keep chopping my hair off. Like by the end of this, I'm gonna be bald. So can't do that. But other than that, I do have some good coping mechanisms. Some of them preventative, some of them more action oriented in the moment but like I've used breathing and kind of mindfulness techniques to deal with panic attacks and anxiety I also exercise and eat pretty healthy because I feel like that helps me with eating issues and just feeling better in general so those are kind of my good methods but my bad methods of coping are cutting my hair like I said and then I also when I reflect a lot I do project my feelings sometimes so if I'm having a bad day or feeling bad about myself I will take it out on other people maybe just by being kind of ruder than I normally would be without even trying to or just I don't know just not treating the people in my life the best I may be projecting whatever I'm feeling onto them which is not okay and then I also have a binge habit too just from eating stuff it's the weird like I talked about last week the weird balance between like recovering from an eating disorder but also like realizing now I need to find like a new balance of what the new normal is and just eating kind of normally but I talked about that last week so I don't need to get into that so that's kind of my own experience with coping and I really did this episode like I told you guys to figure out how I can better cope as well and give you guys some tips to figure it out for yourself too so a shout out really quickly to brighterpathcounseling.com I didn't get all my research from them but some of the items on my list I got from them so I wanted to give them the credit but I'm going to start off with my list of unhealthy coping mechanisms. With everything in life, it's kind of like when these become habit, that's when they become bad. Say you do one of these things once, like it's not the end of the world. But once you do it a lot is when it becomes habit and when it becomes unhealthy. So yeah, here's the list. The first one is emotional eating. This is kind of something I struggle with myself. And this doesn't even just have to be like binging or overeating. This can also be restricting. So like some people when they get stressed, they lose their appetite and forget to eat. Or other people overeat because it distracts them. And then the next item on my list is, it's kind of a category actually, it's smoking and drugs and alcohol in general. That's a way people will kind of get through their days, like I know people go on their breaks from work and have a smoke break, or people will drink till they get like blacked out or something so they don't have to remember or deal with emotions. Same with drugs, like all of that, like I said, if you do it once, not the end of the world, but like if you're using it as kind of a crutch, that's when it's unhealthy. A lesser kind of talked about unhealthy coping mechanism is shopping. And this doesn't necessarily have to be a shopping addiction, it's just like spending excessive amounts of money shopping, treating yourself to something every once in a while, no issue at all. But it's, 
if you're using shopping and spending a lot of money every day as retail therapy that's when it's unhealthy and like who can afford that and then my next two kind of go hand in hand as well it's oversleeping and overusing caffeine so a lot of people i know will sleep the day away so they don't have to feel their feelings or like go through life which is not good and then they'll use caffeine to kind of compensate it and use caffeine as a crutch to get through the day and with our day and age being very digital another unhealthy way some people cope like binge watching shows is really big and sure that doesn't have to be unhealthy in general but like you can form an addiction to technology or television and if you're doing that all day every day and not leaving your house and just doing that as a little hideaway and kind of an escape from reality that also can be found unhealthy my last item on this list is excessive sexual activity which as you'll see kind of a main theme with all of these is just to get a quick feeling of adrenaline and feeling good but then right after that you have to deal with your issues so it's just another distraction people use to quickly feel good and then not deal with issues so really quickly before i go on to the healthy coping mechanisms i wanted to point something out to have you guys thinking while i'm listing all these off so there's a little bit of a difference between the positive ways to cope and the negative ways to cope so for the list i just did the negative ways you can cope you'll see a central theme that a lot of these activities are very brief like some being a few seconds some being a few minutes like a transaction of buying an item to kind of get a feeling of happy from shopping that's very quick same with like binging and emotional eating that's very quick and then afterwards you'll regret it all of the negative ways to cope they're all very temporary and they're more of a distraction and an avoidance method of coping and it's just quick things that will make you feel better for a second but in the long run are doing you more harm than good because you're just avoiding kind of confronting whatever issue you're actually having to learn to cope with and then the positive methods that you will see as I list them off in a second, they all provide you more of a chance for reflection, acceptance, and just kindness towards yourself and just getting to the root of the problem or treating yourself just, you know, with a little extra care while you're trying to figure it out. So to start the list of healthy ways to cope, the first item is journaling. And as I've learned from therapists and just my own personal experience, journaling is not just good for like a fun activity or even to distract yourself or kind of think about your emotions it's also really good for tracking and getting to the bottom of things like say whenever you have a panic attack writing down what was kind of going on before after and during that so then maybe you can find some patterns and stop it in the long run the next item on the list is talking to people for support this could be friends family or a therapist it's always good to like vent to your friends and your family about issues and ask them for advice but sometimes it's really good to have a third party who's kind of unbiased and who's a professional that can provide you the tools you need to get the support you need there's also creative expression this could be art or writing or music something kind of getting your emotions out there in a creative way or even using this as a healthy form of distraction and then the next item is kind of more of a category. It is exercise. This could be going on a walk or going on a hike or doing yoga or any kind of exercise that's good for you. It doesn't even have to be for a physical goal. It can be more for a mental reason. Like for me, I know exercising is just good for me mentally as well as physically. I feel really good after I exercise. Exercising literally gives you endorphins to feel good afterwards. So do it at your own pace. Choose something you like. And with exercising, if you do it outside, like spending time in nature and just coming more connected with the world in general might help you feel better and fresh air is always good. And going along with fresh air, focusing on your breath and mindfulness is a way a lot of people will cope as well. 
I took a mindfulness class in high school and just learning to meditate is really good for kind of discovering yourself and reflecting as well as just if you can be fully present and not think about anything else and not having your mind wander, it's a really good way to teach yourself to be more present and not overthink. A really fun coping mechanism I've gotten into lately is aromatherapy. This is candles, essential oil diffusers, fun smelling soaps, I don't know, I'm sure the list could go on. Or like even, it's. I feel like, I don't know if this is aromatherapy technically, but like you know when someone bakes cookies and then your house smells really good and that smell makes you happy? Like I don't know, could that be aromatherapy? Maybe. But the next item is actually cooking. Cooking is really fun if you want to do it alone and make something for people, it feels rewarding and it keeps you busy. Or if you want to cook with other people, it's really fun to do together and then afterwards you have some good food to enjoy. And my mom, I told her I was going to do this episode, and she told me something to put on this list, which is plants. Apparently, people who struggle with mental illness, if they have plants, it really helps them feel better, which I can totally relate to, actually. Like, I, looking out right now, I have, like, four plants in my room, and I love watering them every day. It's fun watching them grow. It helps you feel like you have purpose, and it's cute, and it freshens your air, so that's also great. We love being able to breathe. <laughs> Reading is also on this list. I haven't read a lot in a while, but lately I've been doing a lot of reading for my women's writing class and it just feels super rewarding. And it's always, I don't know, like you don't appreciate it as much as when you're younger, when you read more, but when you stop reading for a while, it's like knowledge is power. Like, I don't know, your books don't have to be super informative that you're reading. They can be like fiction too, but reading and just kind of keeping your mind stimulated always feels good. I also like listening to podcasts in general, like doesn't have to be my own. I listen to a lot to list off a few. I listen to Gals on the Go, uh, Pretty Basic, what else? Uh, the Real Real, um, I Love You So Much with Kenzie Elizabeth, Manifest, Tori Sterling. I listen to a lot of Bachelor podcasts when the Bachelor's airing, like um, Bachelor Party, <laughs> um, another Bachelor podcast. That one's pretty funny, actually. They're more of like a comedic one that kind of mocks everything what else after buzz tv i don't know i listen to a really wide range of podcasts oh um what's it called what we said with chelsea and jc i love that one i don't know i listen to a lot of podcasts but they're really good if you music's also really good to listen to if you kind of just want to chill out but podcasts are a little more mentally stimulating and if you want a self-help one i'm sure you can find that as well so i love podcasts and then my last item on the list is self-care. This could be taking a warm bath or a shower, using a bath bomb with that, getting a manicure or pedicure, or if you're feeling really bougie, a mani-pedi, and going to a hair salon, getting a new haircut, getting a massage. A lot of those cost money, but you can do more simple things like doing a face mask at home or painting your own nails or even just taking time for yourself in the day. Also something that helped me feel a lot better is like if you get a new outfit or even just one piece of clothing and you, I don't know, like everyone relates to this who I talk to. It's like when you get a new piece of clothing and you wear it the first day, like you feel so confident. It's really nice to have new clothes that you feel good in. And like I said before, like buying something nice for yourself once isn't an issue. It's like if you're habitually doing that as retail therapy, then it may be an issue. But just once treating yourself to feel better and have a good day, nothing wrong with that. So that's basically all my tips surrounding coping. I hope this was helpful for you guys. I wanted to also put out there that I am not a psychologist, so please take everything I say with a grain of salt. This is just my own experience and kind of tips, so yeah, take everything I say with a little grain of salt. To end off this week's episode, I will be talking as per usual about my weekly favorites. My first favorite is kind of random, but two days ago I updated my phone and I honestly love the new Apple software update. They changed the fonts a little bit and those new meme emoji things are kind of fun. Like mine looks exactly like me. When this podcast goes live, I'll put a picture on the podcast Instagram 
Maybe they'll do one of those things I've been seeing people do lately with podcasts. They do, like, four pictures that relate to the episode with no context, and I feel like that would be kind of funny for this one, so maybe I'll do that. But yeah, I like the new update. It's fun. Download it on your phone. I'm not sponsored by Apple, but, like, download it. It's kind of fun. And then my other favorite for the week, I don't know if I mentioned this last week, but it is an item from Trader Joe's. <laughs> I've been really loving their, like, um, cauliflower rice tahini bowl. It's vegan, and it's so good and flavorful, and it's, like, $2.99. And sure, like I think I might have talked about this last week like it definitely tastes like a freezer meal but it's pretty dang good and especially for the fall and it's so cheap and flavorful and quick and the convenience factor you know really great for us college students but yeah before I ramble anymore I don't really have a ton of favorites this week I just wanted to give you guys a few things I'm loving but yeah with all that being said make sure to follow the podcast on Instagram at skinny stories podcast and me as well at Haley Nimick and I love you guys so much thank you so much for listening to this week's episode if you want to leave me a review in the iTunes store that would be great share the podcast with your friends and yeah I will hear you guys or no not hear you guys you guys will hear me next week bye